Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. So in a fairly high profile move yesterday, Amazon unveiled the large language model behind its voice assistant, Alexa, which is essentially positioning it and they're positioning it right now as a super agent in the AI landscape. So Rohit Prasad, who's Amazon's uh, generative AI head, gave a kind of behind the scenes glimpse into uh, this really fast evolution that they've done. For those that don't remember, most of these, um, you know, assistant kind of technology platforms completely scrapped. I believe Google's completely scrapping um, the the entire Google's assistant and they're rebuilding them essentially with something like ChatGPT with a large language model instead as this technology is a lot better. They're going to have to have a lot of in-house stuff to make it, um, you know, work and be impactful. But essentially those, those past platforms are getting completely scrapped. The only one I haven't really heard much from is Amazon's Siri. I don't want to hate too much on Amazon, but I'm hoping they follow suit and come up with something um, that's a little bit more advanced and a little bit, you know, more forward thinking. So in any case, Alexa's latest LLM avatar isn't just an upgrade, according to them. They say it is a complete overhaul. Um, so now it is intertwined with thousands and thousands of devices and services, according to Prasad, who is the senior vice president and chief scientist of artificial general intelligence. He kind of climbed Amazon's ranks since he joined back in 2014. Um, but in any case, he's he shared some of his insights from the company's new um, headquarters. And he says that the integrations make Amazon's Alexa deeply rooted in real-time knowledge um, that resonates directly with users. So the sheer scale of API connections, he believes, is unparalleled. So this really could be something revolutionary. I actually, like, I haven't tested it. Um, you know, they're kind of holding it close to the chest. I don't think they have a, a full launch yet. But I do believe this is going to be something revolutionary. If they're saying, if what they're saying is true, that they have an insane amount of API connections, I really do think that is kind of the way we take these assistants to the next level. So, of course, ChatGPT is powerful. It generates content, gives you ideas um, and responds. But if you actually want to translate something ChatGPT tells you into the real world, you need APIs. You need connections to software you currently use. Google's going to be able to do this, I think, in a big way because, you know, they have integrations directly into your Gmail, into your, you know, Google Docs, Drive. Um, Google Meet, Calendar, like so many different pieces of YouTube, so many pieces of software that you use every day um, are created by Google. And so I think Google is going to have a powerful case for this. Their assistant is going to be really powerful in kind of doing things for you. Amazon, I think, will be able to do a lot. Um, they're integrated into a lot of different things, smart homes and whatnot. So it'll be really interesting to see how this works. And I think they are, I think they're, they're playing the right move here with essentially doing these API connections, right? You can tell it to do something, it's connecting to a piece of software you have and fulfilling that task. 
So Alexa's journey with AI is not uh, new, um, but this leap, which is featuring some state-of-the-art LLMs and a decoder-only architecture, really resonates with the acceleration of uh, Alexa's debut, which was way back in 2014. This thing was getting a little old and outdated, so now they're, they've given it a full-on refresh. Um, and Prasad kind of noted that their mission is to develop a personal AI that offers a seamless intuitive interaction or interactive experience. Uh, whatever, I'm sure anyone could say that. In any case, um, he was really quick to differentiate Amazon's approach from other ones like ChatGPT or Anthropics Claude saying, quote, we're not a chatbot in a browser. Um, and he kind of talked and emphasized the fact that Alexa's tangible impact on the real world contrasting with more um, you know, of the chatbot experience. And, and really, they're saying it's going to have a more a bigger impact because it's actually integrated into APIs and software. So it can actually do the thing. You tell it to do something and it does the thing versus ChatGPT where you just ask it a question and it's just kind of inside of its own little um, bubble, its own little world. So the new Alexa um, essentially has the fusion of computer vision, uh, natural language processing and pattern recognition, which is making it hugely complex, according to them. Um, and he said the essence is to kind of simplify this complexity for users and developers. Now, something that I think is really interesting here, we're going to see all of these big, huge companies like Google and Amazon and everyone else making these big, huge pivots um, to AI and all and, you know, all the crazy things they can do. And they're going to tell everyone, like, I'm so much better than ChatGPT, blah, 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 try to put it down, which I think is, you know, I love the healthy competition. This pushes everyone to be better. One thing I will note. It kind of reminds me of like a lot of legacy automakers who for years refused to create electric cars, said it was impossible, the battery technology wasn't there, yada, yada. Tesla came around, made it viable. Then all of a sudden, every, you know, every car company is coming out with electric cars. Some of them are saying we're going to be a completely electric by X, Y, and Z year. And it's kind of interesting because um, there's this whole thing where it's like, every, like no one does it. Like all of these tech companies, like Amazon, Google, Microsoft, they had the and Apple. They had the money to do ChatGPT. They even had the technology, but they were worried about cannibalization. It was a big cost. They weren't quite there. They just didn't have the vision. They were big, kind of corporate, uh, slow companies. All of a sudden, a startup comes in, makes this incredible thing, and uh, it gets really popular. And now everyone has to do it. And they're like, I don't know. It's kind of funny to me when they're like putting down ChatGPT. Like it's just like this little, you know, this little toy on a browser. Ours is so much better. Blah blah blah. And it's like. Yeah, well, if it wasn't for that little toy on a browser, there's no way you would have put this massive investment. You would have had the, the direction and the vision to pull off what you're doing. So it's just funny. Um, totally understandable. But, uh, you know, I guess there's a uh, the ChatGPT doesn't get to be the hero and no one's going to give it uh, a round of applause when, you know, they're all competing and having to say why they're the best. So the real um, I think what well, really what I think is interesting here is kind of as with any tech products, which are deeply embedded into daily lives questions of privacy arise right so alexa has previously faced a lot of scrutiny on this front as have other amazon acquisitions like roomba however uh, prasad was really uh he, pretty much she said that amazon's stance on data, data privacy hasn't changed she's kind of emphasizing user trust as being paramount he asserted that the company's commitment to transparency is really strong and he's kind of reminding people that they've always have the power to monitor and manage their data via the privacy dashboard that is not my favorite like response um sure like talk about how privacy is important and whatnot i think that's cool but like being like I, I just hate it when tech companies are like you guys have the power to like manage monitor your data like yeah right you guys like throw it in like the most hard to find settings like google and they're like you can opt out of us scraping your entire gmail and training our models with it 
uh, they're not doing that, but they have a bunch of different things that are like using your data and stuff now for AI stuff. And so they're like, well, you can opt out of it at any time. It's like, yeah, right. Like how I didn't know you like added that to the terms of service. So unless I was reading this article or listening to the podcast right now, I had no idea you'd be doing that. I'm going to, what, you pop up this terms of service, like a thousand new things, and I'm just going to click accept because I have to click accept to get the latest iOS update. Then now it's in some random settings dashboard somewhere I got to like dig up and find. Anyways, that's just like my pet peeve is when uh, when these big software companies are like, you have the power to like see what data and like turn off your settings and like opt out of stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Seems seems kind of scummy. In any case, though, I think despite Alexa's, you know, huge capabilities right now, um, some like really Prasad kind of insisted on a crucial distinction. He said that Alexa is and always will be an AI um, as it gets embedded into homes and lives. He emphasized the need for users to be aware of its AI nature. I don't know. He's kind of alluding to the fact that you might think it's a human. Uh, it's kind of weird, but whatever. Um, this is a direct quote. Uh, if there's any point where people forget it's an AI, then Alexa should remind people that it's an AI. I don't know. That's also just like the weirdest concept. I'm sure people don't think Alexa is a real human being. In my opinion, this announcement kind of solidifies Amazon's position in the AI realm. Um, it sets a tone for what future voice assess assistants are going to look like, which are going to be really integrated, going to be very intuitive, and are going to have a lot of like third-party software um, kind of built in and accessible. It's going to be really interesting to see how this scales. Um, if this gives like a big uh, a big boost to Amazon devices in general, and it's going to be interesting to see how other assistants respond, specifically Alexa, um, you know, or specifically responses from Siri, Cortana, and Google's Assistant. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for joining me on the OpenAI podcast. It'd mean the world to me if you would rate this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.